baby gorgeous welcome to bravo and please where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the bravo tv world this is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related so grab your can of goodies and let's get lit Oh my God, I'm so mad right now because I was like, you guys can hear on Instagram, right? I see on my phone and my computer, no sound. All right. Damn, that's like we're 420 into it right now. 420. I see you. Gabrielle, can you hear me? It's working. All right. Wow, I'm going to start all over again. I am so sorry for that. Again, this is the first week of the live shows. It's episode number six, but this is the fourth time going live. And I thought I was feeling good about it. I'm really bummed about that. So I apologize, everyone. Today, thank you for telling me, Gabrielle. I would have just sat here and talked to myself the whole time. Okay. reset. Okay. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Today we're going to go over some Bravo World updates. There's not that many. Um but after that we'll go into the Kardashians which um last night they showed them go to the Met Gala. But after that we will talk about Winter House and Winter House has me worked up and I already said it on IG, but I'm saying it again. I wore no sleeves today because that's how worked up I am over Winter House. And I will get into all of that, but I have a little bit of conspiracy theory thrown in to today's episode. So hopefully, you know, it'll lead you into the weekend the right way. Um, but again, we're here Live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern to recap and discuss everything going on in pop culture. We're on you, we're live on YouTube, live on Twitter, Facebook, and then after I push out the audio to many platforms for podcasting, such as Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If there are any platforms that I didn't mention that you're interested in um, having added, send me a message. Okay. So also make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications on YouTube so that you can be updated when we go live. And again, because we have the live chat. I said this like four times for the people on Instagram. I apologize. Um, so updates. Since yesterday, yesterday we recapped Salt Lake City. Since then, as I was going live, I think there was a Twitter battle going on between Lisa Barlow and Meredith Marks. Um, they were going back and forth about Meredith having knowledge about um, the alleged, uh, the guy that Lisa Barlow allegedly had an affair with, I guess, Lisa was saying that Meredith knew about it. Meredith said she knew nothing. And um, they go back and forth. But the funniest part for me was when Lisa said to Meredith that she was unhinged. So go check that out. Uh, my fellow Canna mom, the Real Stone Housewives, she posted that on her reels. So go check that out. Just want to give her a shout out. Did anyone watch the Kardashians? All of you hear me. Anyone? Anyone. Okay. So yesterday we see the episode of the Kardashians where they go, they all go to the Met Gala. Hold on. I got some slides. Okay. So if you've been following along, you may know that I've had an issue with marathon runners recently. And just to like give a quick recap on that, my whole life always respected marathon runners, you know, utmost respect. I would never run a marathon. I've run before. I've done like a 10K, but running's just not for me. My hip clicks and I'm more of like a yoga person. 
but um, there was like some Instagram posts. They, I just said, I don't understand the need or desire to run for no reason. And then it was like game on marathon runners attacked the cannabis community called, well, I don't know if they attacked our community, but they called me lazy, uh, lazy, a sloth, um, pothead stoner and an addict. And that was the one that really bothered me. But I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I am none of those things. So bring it. Anyways, the feud continues with the marathon runners. They still owe me a formal apology and I'll wait for it. But in the meantime, I wanted to show I I have respect for what Kim Kardashian does. Is it are they does she make choices that I would make for myself or for for my children? Probably not. I'm not looking to her as like a role model role model for myself, but I think she's a hard worker. We saw that when it came to her Met Gala prep, right? I mean, if anyone watched, she basically was training as if it were a marathon. And if anything, one could argue that Kim K's Met Gala prep was more difficult than running a marathon. So I did a poll. So on Twitter, it was split in half. Half of the people who voted, there were 34, 17 of them think that Kim K's Met Gala prep was harder than running a marathon. I checked on Instagram stories, 56% think that Kim K's Met Gala prep is harder. And I agree with that because... Running a marathon is definitely difficult, I would imagine. I mean, look at their feet. I mean, look at the what they go through. They, they pull Ramonas. They're like peeing and pooping themselves. Like that's hardcore. And like they don't even have to do it. They do it because they want to. So I would never choose to do that. But um, I also don't think I would ever choose to go to the Met Gala as Kim Kardashian or any Kardashian for that matter, I had so much anxiety and exhaustion just from watching them prepare and everything they had to do. And it specifically with Kim, because as we know, she chose to wear the Marilyn Monroe dress, which by the way, she had to get permission from Ripley's believe it or not, who had like the weirdest stuff of Marilyn Monroe. They had her hair. Okay. That actually is so creepy that it's a new goal for me. I hope that posthumously, if that's the right word, that somebody is saving my hair. That's when, you know, if, if you're not saving my hair when I'm dead, I'm going to be haunting you. Um, just kidding. But I think that the lengths that Kim went to to prepare for this Met Gala look and then just executing it was beyond. It was almost, someone to say, insane. And then when I think of like insane things like that, obviously now I think of marathon runners because they started it. But um, yeah, I just, you know, kudos to them or anyone who wants to do stuff like that, like props, because that looks like a lot of work. <laughs> Like, I'm exhausted just trying to survive. But they also won their case against Black China, which we obviously know because this was filmed before. So I don't even really know. All I wasn't following the details of that. I just know that it happens. Like, it's almost like if you aren't, if you don't know the Kardashian news or what's going on in the Kardashian life, like, do you exist? Because how can you get away from them? But yes, and she did. Gabrielle on YouTube, she had a team. Yes, absolutely. There, it's not a one woman show for sure. There's a lot of people involved. Like she stayed up all night dyeing her hair. Like you're never going to catch me doing that ever, I don't think. <laughs> but moving on. Okay, so Winter House. This is where 
<sighs> Where's my fan? Okay. I'm going to read the episode. Oh, wait. I have another slide for this. Let's move on. Okay. The episode description. This is episode six. Um, the episode description is, with Lindsay and Carl's arrival to Stowe, Kyle, Amanda, and Luke are excited to see their besties. Jason hopes to find closure. Austin focuses on mending his broken friendship with Lindsay, but a late night rant has the rest of the housemates questioning her relationship timeline. I haven't checked this audio. Is this audio okay? All right. So this is how crazy I got. I have like color coded post-its. There's so much going on in this show. And I want to give a shout out to Face Reality 16 because I found my, my crew of Lindsay Hubbard Rider Dies. And I am here to vindicate Lindsay Hub Hubbard. But there's a lot going on. So let me start. Where do I even start? I'm going to start with like the low hanging fruit. Okay. Luke, I see now why he's not back on the show. Like, did he get fired? I don't know. I don't know if we say he got fired, but um, he's definitely not on uh, Summer House, right? So I don't know if he's going to be on Winter House this next season. Actually, he'd be pretty good on Winter House still, I guess, because he's like all about the snow and stuff. But he, I feel bad for him, actually. After the thing with Jessica, he just, like, is kind of there. And he's, like, the third wheel for everything. And he's, like, talking about throuples. And, like, no one wants to sleep in his room with him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Billy Blake's Jr. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Um, Poor Luke. I just feel bad for him. And then even when he's, like, in his element, he's, like, skating by people, like, going backwards, like, doing his thing. And, like, nobody cares. <laughs> so I feel bad for Luke now. But I also see why he's kind of, like, iced out. <gasps> oh, boy. All right. Let me get into Craig, okay? Craig. Craig... I, first of all, if you're on YouTube, you can see I took a snapshot last night. I just like couldn't believe that Paige let Craig even leave the house looking like this last night. <laughs> and I mean, props to him. He wore the tights. But then he says, you know, he took he took ice skating lessons in college. First of all, who does that? Second of all. What, what school did he go to again? Because he wasn't that good. But I was more like in the moment thinking to myself, is this even true? Because from day one, we've seen Craig constantly making up stuff or just like, I don't know, always talking in circles about the truth. So I did a poll. Did Craig ice skate in college? And the options were, of course, or he lies about everything. And so it seems like most people agree. I mean, there are some people who believe him, I guess. But the majority thinks thinks that he's lying. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. Anyways, Craig, he's fun to laugh at. I have to admit that. Um, Carl. Love him. Just love, love, love Carl. And I will admit that I doubted Carl's transformation from F-boy to fiance. But I am just, the way that Lindsay described her relationship with Carl made me want to cry. And like, that's, I feel that way about them. I was not feeling it in the beginning. It took me a whole season of Summer House to really get on board. So I'm really happy that he proved me wrong. And I did meet Lindsay Hubbard and Carl Radke at BravoCon. 
And I got a picture with both of them, just a quick selfie, but they did take the time out to talk to me. It wasn't so much about the picture because they were mobbed. Like literally people were just all around them. So I felt grateful to even be able to have like a direct one-on-one -on -one conversation for like even one whole minute. <laughs> and I thought they, they were both very, very nice, very polite. Um, I also gave them some gifts, so maybe that's why. No, I thought that they were great. I didn't, however, get to see Amanda or Kyle. They were, people were swarming all around them. So I don't know what um, Amanda's like in person. Um, but I love Lindsay Hubbard and Carl. I think they're great. So I'm really happy for them, but I'll get into that some more. Um, one of the things that is like breaking my heart on Winter House is watching Jason Cameron because I ride or die for Jason Cameron. Not only was he my first video podcast interview, but it was on Valentine's Day and... He came to my live show in the rain all the way from Harlem to downtown. Like, I ride or die for him. I'm always going to be a fan of Jason Cameron. But it was breaking my heart because he starts opening up about the miscarriage that we saw, you know, that Lindsay opened up about on some the last season of Summer House, which Jason was not on. And first of all, it was so sweet to see him talking to his older brother and mentioning his mother being proud of him. And you can tell like he obviously wants to cook. Like I would not cook for those people <laughs> in that house unless like they unless I was getting paid maybe. But he seems like he genuinely loves to cook and feed people in like a loving way. So I just love him. And to hear him, his side of the story about the miscarriage, because when we had our interview, it was a couple of days before Valentine's Day and I released it on Valentine's Day. I think Summer House had just started airing and we just heard about the miscarriage. And nobody was talking about, I don't think Lindsay or Jason were being interviewed about it. And so I felt like really nervous about it because I didn't want to pry, but I also didn't want to completely ignore this very significant thing, especially considering at the time I had just been less than a year from experiencing a stillbirth. So we did talk about it a little bit, a tiny bit. We touched on it in my episode, which I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but go check that out because Jason Cameron is such a good guy. Like when he said he actually considered like being daddy Jason for a couple days, I was like, oh my God, I love him. I love him. Oh my gosh. See, I'm going through this. These post-it notes, guys. <clears throat> but what else is going on? Let's see. I guess, oh, another thing that broke my heart is, and this is where I'm torn because I'm a Lindsay Hubbard stan. I ride or die for Lindsay Hubbard, but I also ride or die for Jason Cameron. And he told Lindsay that it hurt him, that she told their miscarriage story on TV. I'm dying to find out more about what happens and unfolds. So obviously stay tuned for that. Um, I also love Rachel. Um, let me get a picture of her up. She's right there in the middle. Rachel. Love, love, love Rachel. She is cool. She is fun. She's sweet. She's smart. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She's an entrepreneur. I love her. I think she's great. 
also I'm half Korean. So I always like, you know, I'm going to represent and big ups to Rachel. I do feel kind of sad because I mean, she said it in the episode and that's what also what I love about her is her self-awareness that she could see there's so much history with the other people in the house that it makes it, it's almost like you have to catch up to figure out where you belong kind of. Cause you know, her and Jason are like making out before Lindsay gets there. Now Lindsay's there and Jason's talking about, you know, how he was so hurt and we're kind of like in this situation where she's like, this may be a red flag. <laughs> and I don't blame her. Not that it, not that Jason's a red flag, but maybe the timing is not right for them. And um, I hate to spoil this, but um, Rachel is in a relationship with somebody else now. So we know that they don't last, but we don't know how that all plays out. So I will definitely be watching that. Um, okay. I'm getting, I'm going like through the short list first, saving this, the good stuff or the bad stuff. I don't know. Depends on how you want to look at it. Um, so Austin. Muppet mouth. I don't even know. I just like am so triggered by him. The fact that this man has the audacity to even mention Lindsay Hubbard and her relationship is laughable. This guy is playing a girl who's in the house, Sierra, obviously, and then he's got... Olivia, who he's trying to bring to visit, like, dude, get it together. He clear. I'm sorry if any female out there listening who even remotely thinks about Austin in a romantic way, just don't. Like, not now. He clearly is not in a place to be finding true love. I saw him at BravoCon, and I could see in the eyes, like, I actually, I think he knew not to mess with me because I don't have that. Like, no. Austin, red flag. But the fact that he's trying to start SHIT, I'm trying not to swear. Um, the fact that he's trying to start with Lindsay and Carl makes me so angry. It, it's giving me big, like, uh, like I feel like Lindsay and Carl have a true love bubble and Austin is trying to burst their bubble because he's a hater. He does not like when girls don't like him. Like with Madison, he's still like, he hates that he lost her. This is my opinion. <laughs> In my opinion, I think he is dying inside. Oh, by the way, don't forget Madison's wedding is tomorrow. I manifested that Austin and Craig will show up drunk. <laughs> Let's see if I have not manifested. I predicted there's a difference. Um, but this could be telling. I might be a witch. So I think Sierra said it pretty, pretty well. She said something along the lines of like, you're just throwing a grenade. Like, okay. <laughs> but then what bothered me was when Amanda starts getting involved in this, like, Lindsay takedown, where she starts questioning the timeline of Carl and Lindsay's relationship. Like, Lindsay told her October 7th and, but then I guess they were saying like, Oh, we're going to give it a try at the wedding, which was September 25th. Amanda's getting caught up on this. Like two, is it even two weeks? Like 
one week, two week difference of timeline. Like what is the purpose of that? It seems so ridiculous to me. And they both, Lindsay and Carl, both said we didn't really start getting like hooking up until the first week of October. So what is the problem? And I just, it's bothering me that they're questioning that. Like, who cares? Even if, even if Lindsay did grab Austin's disgusting penis, even if she did that, who cares? Who cares? Carl knows when they started to get together and Lindsay, they're on the same page. So who cares? It's just justice for Lindsay Hubbard. Okay. I'm not into this like questioning of the date, September 25th and October 7th. Like, really? Oh my God. What do you guys think? Yes, he still seems to be clinging on to past relationships as much as Sierra. I can't see these comments, they're too far away from me. Um, yeah, I'm just not here for anyone bursting that bubble. I love. Lindsay and Carl. And I admit, I was not the first one to be like, oh, yes, let's go, Lindsay and Carl. I was against it in the beginning. So I'm a believer now. Okay. Now we need to go into my main topic here. <laughs> I have a lot of notes on this one. Okay. So the girl who expects compliments. Who is this girl? Jessica Stalker. Okay. Her name is Stalker. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know why that's weird, but she really wasn't, she was kind of a non-factor for me. I'll be honest. Like that clip of Emily Simpson talking about to Nicole Weiss on Real Housewives of Orange County saying like, you're just a smaller, less hot version of me. Literally, that's what comes to my mind when I started thinking of Lindsay and Jessica like being the same or whatever. They do look kind of similar, but me personally, I, by the way, let me just say, I don't, I'm not into body shaming, age shaming, any of these things. But if you're going to make me choose, if you're going to make bold statements, I will say that I think that Lindsay Hubbard is way hotter. And I would even say that Jess should hope she looks as good as Lindsay when she gets to be her age, just like Shree Whitfield. So I, she wasn't really on my radar. I'm just like, okay, whatever. She's like Lindsay 2.0. Um, but it wasn't until she started like mentioning getting compliments all the time. Like why? Like that just, I am hung up on it. Like why, who expects compliments just for no reason? I thought that was so strange, which made me kind of spiral because I'm like, who are her parents? Then I'm like, how old is she? She's 25, by the way, I believe. I think so. Um, and then I'm like, I need to know more, obviously. And she starts talking about being homeschooled and how her parents like had her whole life programmed. And she said even like, yeah, my dad would always be like, let's go on a hike. As if that's a bad thing, which was kind of weird. Um, I didn't understand that. But I'll get into the conspiracy theory in a bit. First, I'm going to break down how this episode went with her. Okay, so she expects compliments. She says that um, people are usually jealous of her. She gets a lot of attention. Then after Paige gets mad and goes up and it's like, I don't know, she... Wants me to give her compliments or something. Jess is talking to the other girls and she admitted that she hasn't asked the other girls like any questions about themselves and hasn't really tried to get to know any of them. So that's good that she admitted that. 
And she admitted that she does often go with the guys. But then she says she doesn't date a lot because she gets a lot of attention. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't date a lot because I get a lot of attention. I can't even understand that logic. And this is where my red flags are going up. I'm like, this girl expects compliments. She, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still a little bit sick, but um, she expects compliments and she doesn't date because she gets a lot of attention. I don't even know what that means. Someone please tell me. But we do see Paige apologize, which is nice. Um, and Jess says, girls have told her they don't want to be friends with her, like to her face, and that she's scarred from that. So I need to just break this down a little bit because if someone told me they didn't want to be my friend to my face, and I'm picturing like, Lisa Barlow and Heather Gay right now. Do you like me? Yes or no? But if someone said they didn't want to be my friend, I would be like, oh, well, I'm sorry for that. Can you give me a reason? And I not like to try to convince them. Like I respect, okay, if you don't like me, if you don't like it, change the channel. But I certainly wouldn't just be like, okay, whatever. Oh my God, these girls are just so jealous of me and I get so much attention. Like I would ask, can you please tell me why you don't want to be my friend? I don't know if this is the case with this girl because she almost said it in a way that's like, I don't know why they wouldn't want to be friends with me. It's, it's giving me I'm being bullied vibes. When really it's like, we just don't like you. Maybe they don't want to be your friend because you think everyone is jealous of you and you think you get all the attention. <laughs> Whew. Okay. Um, Face Reality 16. I want to give a shout out again because we were chatting about this because we're both a little emotional about it. Look, I need my fan right now. I'm getting a little hot. I'm just like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So Lindsay and Jess meet. And quite honestly, I was shocked that there wasn't like a moment where they say to each other, wow, you look a lot like me or whatever. But they, Lindsay, you can tell Lindsay has changed. She admitted it earlier or in the episode. She said, you know, I am in a very different place. And clearly we can see that. She's very attentive. She looks amazing. And she's living that sober life. I am at, I just posted it today and I already forgot how many days. I think 186. I I believe I'm 186 days. California sober. And, which means I cut alcohol out of my life. I realized for myself, um, I don't know if I would call myself an alcoholic, but I was definitely abusing alcohol. And it wasn't bringing anything positive to my life other than like short-term like comfort, I guess. And... Just switching to being in California sober has changed so much. I've been doing things that I never thought I would ever do. And it feels really good. And yes, I do still smoke weed. I'm a medical marijuana patient and cannabis advocate. Um, but I don't feel that it hinders me in any way. If anything, it enhances my life. And I talk about this topic of what is addiction, what is sobriety, 
because I posted about James Kennedy and Vanderpump Rules, you know, like, why does he have to quit weed? They were all harping on him about quitting weed after he had just quit alcohol. And he said, why do I have to? It, I'm more creative. It helps me to focus. I do. He functions better. And so I had an addiction, a licensed addiction specialist on my show who never saw Vanderpump Rules. I gave him a rundown of James's situation. And, it, you know, we talked about the meaning of addiction, the meaning of sobriety. And, you know, because you can abuse any substance. You can abuse cupcakes. You can, like sugar is actually the worst addictive drug out there because that leads to diabetes. I mean, I see, I see this firsthand. My father is a diabetic type two, which is 100% preventable and curable. You, it's just based on your diet. And the fact that people, I guess there's studies that show that sugar is more addictive than heroin. And if you don't believe me, I challenge you to just test it out for yourself. Go through everything that you consume and see how much sugar there is and what you're consuming and see if you can quit because it's not easy. And I still have like a dependence on sugar. I drink kombucha and I love my kombucha every day, which is also good for your gut health because of the probiotics. But anyways, I don't even know how we got to kombucha. I was talking about Lindsay. So, excuse me. So Lindsay, <clears throat> she is healthier. Look at her in this, this picture. When she's interacting with Jessica, she looks happy. And, you know, like Jessica looks insecure. And you can see, because I watched it, this, the video a couple times, she doesn't even look at Lindsay when she hugs her. Lindsay goes in to introduce herself, hug Jessica. Jessica doesn't look at her and she has her eyes on Carl already. So just if you have been one of these girls or been around one of these girls before, you can spot it a mile away. There is deep, deep insecurity that prevents them from, from having healthy relationships because they're just so unhappy with themselves. And so back to Face Reality 16. Face Reality 16 pointed out that Lindsay goes in and they're like, she introduced herself first. Then the second interaction with Jess was Lindsay kind of giving herself a dig. Like, uh, what do they call it? When you're um, self, uh, shoot, I forgot the word. <laughs> But um, self-deprecating. She was like self-deprecating by and lifting Jess up at the same time in like a jokingly way. She was like, oh, you guys decided to get or I got in a relationship and you decided to get a younger, hotter version of me. And right away, and this could be editing and stuff, but we cut to Jess just going in on Lindsay. First, she says, People say I look like Lindsay. What, like she could be my mom or my aunt? Number one, you just got a compliment what you've been craving for. And now you're going to age shame someone and put down her looks for her age? Like <sighs> age shaming is the dumbest thing ever because we are all going to get old. So to age shame someone is just, you look silly. You look silly. I can't get over it. Like, really? Mom or an aunt? She knows damn well Lindsay Hubbard cannot be her mother or her aunt. That was just her trying to be shady. And she couldn't grab, like, she had nothing to grasped onto. So she went for the lowest hanging fruit, which is, oh, she's older than me. That's so easy. And I'm not impressed. Age shaming. God, please. Like, really, you were just 
begging for compliments. And then the one girl who comes in the house and is so nice and is complimenting you, you age shamer. But then it's not over. Then in the car, it's Jessica, Corey, Paige, and Craig. Craig is driving. Craig hates women. I just truly believe Craig hates women. He, and I'll tell you where it all started. Go back to the first season of Southern Charm. He was so, so butthurt over Catherine hooking up with Thomas instead of him that he felt the need to slut shame her at a table full of people and make her, and she was very young. I think she was like still a teenager actually, but calling her out, shaming her just because she didn't pick him. And then the same thing with Madison. Why, why on earth did Craig hate Madison so, so much? It, I, don't buy for a minute that it was just based solely on watching his friend go through this toxic relationship. Like, give me a break. That is not it. I think he hates Madison because she's a boss bitch. She fucking, oh, <laughs> I'm trying not to swear. Shoot. She knows it and he knows it and he just is a hater. But the way that Jess starts saying, oh, people say I look like Lindsay. And I don't know if that's a compliment. Like, girl, you are just looking for compliments. That is a compliment. And you should be riding that wave. I would, if someone said I look like Lindsay Hubbard, I would be like, I'm her sister. I'll be her sister. <laughs> Yes, she's gorgeous. Lindsay Hubbard is stunning. To say that's not a compliment and then Craig chiming in, like, oh, just so gross. I hated it. I hated it. Just, ugh. And then, I mean, somebody was like, shame on Paige for not saying anything. I kind of, I think Corey and Paige are both like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Like, I would be embarrassed if I was Corey and Paige. But I don't know. Corey's probably like, I'm not seeing this chick ever again. And Paige is like, I don't know. That's how he is. So, <laughs> but I don't know. Was that not crazy? Okay. So here comes the conspiracy theory part. And I'm kind of scared because I'm scared of cults. Okay. Like the day, the first time I ever Googled Mary Cosby, I wanted to shut my laptop and hide. Like I was that scared because of all the allegations I read about the cults. There's even like a murder allegation. I was just like, I don't want to know this information. So Jess is triggering me and I tweet, I live tweet. If you're not on Twitter, go follow me on Twitter because it's really fun. <laughs> but somebody messaged me and was like, this, she is showing signs of IFB, which stands for, I guess, Independent Fundamental Baptist, Baptist. <laughs> I was going to say baptism. <gasps> Independent Fundamental Baptist. And I Googled it and I got scared. So I don't even know if I should really go into this. But before this person even mentioned that, I was sitting here disturbed over the fact that a female is so obsessed with getting compliments for no reason. And then I started putting together the pieces. I'm like, okay, she's 25. She said she was homeschooled. And I was like, I wonder if she's ever like not lived at home. And then I started just coming up like this is based on nothing really. Because if you look at her Instagram, she has completely disassociated herself from the show. Go check. Go check. Okay. 
And I find that to be very bizarre, considering you are a metaverse real estate agent or whatever. Like we know you're on the internet. And in fact, she's posting on her, like she's posting regularly, but she's not posting about Winter House at all. So I find that really weird because my theory, I was like, oh my gosh, what if like her parents are homeschool freaks and like they like never let her leave the house and she somehow convinced them to let her go on this show and she was like, everything's going to be on camera, like you'll see. And then she goes and does, just goes wild and then they find out and they're like, we're never letting you out of the house ever again. That's like where my head went. But then when this person messaged me about this IFB thing, I just got so, so freaked out. So I'm not going to see much more, but I'll let you all just do your own investigation. Um, The next episode, we see Jess talking about how in love she is with Corey. And to be honest, I think... My prediction based on that foxtail and mocktail dinner, which I loved, by the way, but the way that Corey was like shaking his head aggressively, no, like no to marrying Jess, I feel like he hates her. <laughs> he, I feel like he is regretting hooking up with her and he's like, it's too late. I have to just ride it out until this trip is over, but Oh, my God. Something. I'm on the edge of my seat. Winter house is good. Like, this is pretty crazy what's going on in this house. And, like, just so much. Maybe because there's so many people. I mean, and this time we have people coming in and out, like the Toms, Lindsay and Carl. It's just a lot. So make sure you, if you're not already, go catch up. Before I go, I want to make sure that I remind everyone to go check out my interview with Dr. Contessa Metcalf, MD, MSPH, ABPM of Married to Medicine. We talked about addiction and sobriety on this episode. She is um, specialized in addiction therapy, and she is the owner of Chastain Integrative Medicine. She does appointments virtually, so um, you can always reach out to her. And see if maybe, I know some people have reached out to me looking for resources in quitting alcohol. So um, that is one resource that I can offer. Um, And then also Wednesday, I released an episode with Aja Tour of Real Girlfriends in Paris. And the season one is over. If you haven't seen it, go binge it. Just go binge the whole thing and then watch the episode with Aja that I just released two days ago. I think this show needs a second season. There's a lot going on that we all need to see. It kind of, we were left kind of open-ended. We need some closure at least, maybe a reunion. I don't know. But also I did mention my interview with Jason Cameron. Again, that was recorded a couple days before Valentine's Day. So it was recorded before they filmed this season of Winter House that we're currently watching right now. Um, and I also want to remind everyone that we are going live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But the audio is also pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications on YouTube and join live with me on the live chat. We can um, make it more engaging and interactive. And also, I wanted to mention next week is Thanksgiving. Tis the season. It is the holidays. So make sure you go to bravoandblaze.com where you can go get um, some merch from some of your favorite shows. We have so many, um, so many products. I wish I'm redoing my office. I don't have anything right here, but we have mugs, t-shirts, hoodies. Um, the best seller last year was the I'm disengaging, uh, mug. 
And according to Lisa Barlow the other night, disengaging is so 2020. So maybe I should put that on a new mug. (laughs) Send one to Lisa Barlow. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about Watch What Happens Live last night. I forgot to mention, Craig said that he was going to propose to Paige before next Thanksgiving. Just wanted to tell you all that. Um, But because Thanksgiving is next week, uh, the schedule for lives next week may be a little bit different. I'm not going to go live on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to go live on Black Friday, but I will like I'm definitely going live on Monday. I have a special guest, a celebrity stylist um, who works with some Bravo Lebs that you all know and love. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And I will catch you all later. Oh, don't forget tonight. There's Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip 2, Bluestone Manor. It is so good. Catch up on that. And then also, don't forget the Real Housewives of Durban. There's an Eskimo sister situation. Red alert. Everyone go watch. All right. I will catch you all later. Have an amazing weekend. Trying to put up the closing thing. That's what I get for going live. Wow.